dearest lovelies, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm sitting here with Rishi Kumar, and so Rishi is local to Southern California. I met Rishi through a Kiss the Ground class uh, where he was teaching gardening, and I really, really liked some of his morals and teachings. So here's, here's Rishi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Kaylin. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to have you here. So let's jump right into it. Yeah. Can you please talk briefly about gardening and why you got into gardening and how you feel it can be beneficial for others? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I grew up here in Southern California in the suburbs in a city called Diamond Bar. And I had no interest in gardening growing up. Um, my mom my mom had an interest in gardening and my grandparents have always gardened um, but I had you know I was totally not into it I was more uh, video games and like mm -hmm. you know computer technology person um, and I actually I actually went to school uh, I went to college and for a computer science degree mm -hmm. which I did finish um, but it was I think, um, you know, actually, uh, I've thought about this recently, and, and what actually got me into gardening was my stomach. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had, I've had, the, I had digestive, a lot of digestive problems growing up. I still have a lot of digestive problems. Um, and so I, after high school, I started to kind of explore uh, what was, you know, what could be causing these problems. Mm -hmm. And so I actually went on a raw food diet for two years mm. uh, while I was in college, which was an interesting, you know, interesting choice and yeah. experience. Um, and that kind of got me into, into learning about food, learning about where food comes from, how food is grown. You know, I got interested in the question of I got interested in this idea of organic food and like what that meant. Uh, I knew, you know, I kind of heard at that time, you know, this is like 2006. So mm -hmm. like you heard about organic food, it was kind of there, it was more expensive. Uh, but I didn't really know what it was other than yeah. that, like, you know, it meant it was supposed to be more natural or, you know, whatever that yeah. means. Um, so I was reading about, you know, I was reading some books that, you know, people had recommended me, like my brother had recommended me some books, uh, like written by like Michael Pollan and Vandana Shiva. Um, and so at that point I was like, okay, if I really want to understand, you know, what, where, what my food is and where it comes from and like, why does it matter how it's grown that I realized I should try to start growing some yeah. myself, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that was the beginning of my foray into gardening. It's really, really, it's really, it's really neat. I think that's probably the most inspiring <laughs> way, you know, to help yourself and those yeah. around you. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a common way for people to kind of come into it. Like, I feel like a common, one of the common ways that people get into gardening is because of some, some health problem, Yeah, you know. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very, especially now, I feel like it's a pretty common path into mm -hmm. it. So how do you think it could be beneficial for others? 
Well, the, the way that I... What, what gardening has done for me is, one, you know, it, it's not just about food. That's, mm -hmm. that's definitely, like, something that I've learned. And, and I, I got into it because of food. I, 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 under, I was understanding that, you know, what I ate and how, I, how the food I, was, I ate was grown affected me. Um, I think what I've learned over the years is more than the food, or it, as uh, in addition to the food, I guess there is a there's a healing that happens in a garden that yeah. goes far beyond the food, or or you could just say that the 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 food that you get in the garden is more than the food that you put in your mouth. You know, the food yeah. that you get in your garden is. There are all these, uh, what we think of as like physical things, you know, so you're getting, yeah, you're, you're eating this nutritious food, you're out in the sun, you are, uh, you're physically, you know, you're moving your body, mm -hmm. um, you're learning how to, I mean, one thing I, I realized early on was that I had no idea how to use my body. Oh, know? okay. Uh, even though like, you know, you're in school, you, you're, you're writing and typing and you know maybe you're in a sport um but in gardening you really have to like learn how to use the whole body you know mm -hmm. and and particularly how to use your hands and so that was a, a really uh important piece for me like learning how to use my hands and 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 also learning that how powerful your hands are mm -hmm. you know as like these creative forces um but then beyond that, beyond that, like, kind of uh, physical food, there's all this, there's the, f the food of, of grounding, there's the food of feeling what your, feeling your relationships, feeling what your relationships actually are. Yeah. Which I think is something that's very hidden from us in, in this culture. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, it goes far beyond the what we think of as the physical realm, and it, it it's a very like it's a deep process. It's a very holistic process, right? Yeah. Like gardening involves your whole body, your whole being, uh, and it feeds your whole being. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mind, body, soul, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned culture. What are your views on Western culture and modern culture? Yeah, culture is something that I, I talk about quite a lot. It's, uh, it's actually how I open the, the class with Kiss the Ground. The first mm -hmm. day is, is really talking about culture. And I think culture is really important to, it's really important to, to look deeply at, at the culture that you were raised in and the culture that is kind of predominant on on earth right now yeah and it's that and that's because culture is is basically like a like a set of assumptions mm -hmm. you know culture is a set of assumptions that you are raised in and that really are you you've stopped thinking about them a long time ago you know like it's something that you were there's these values that have been ingrained into you yeah. and it forms your way of seeing the world and 
informing your way of seeing the world, it can either reveal things or it can hide things. And what I've been learned, you know, what I what I thought I learned ten years ago when I got into this was that uh, I thought that I had kind of awakened to the things that had been hidden from me by my upbringing and by the culture that I was raised in. Uh, and I, you know, through this, through my experience, my more recent experiences, I realized how many more layers of uh, assumptions were hidden mm-hmm. than I realized and how deep these assumptions go and yeah so I mean basically what I've been learning to what I've been learning to unlearn are a lot of these uh, assumptions within Western culture that to me are the main drivers behind some of the challenges that we're facing today Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so difficult for people for us to address the the issues because we literally can't see them yeah um and that's what what i talk about in the class is that you know your culture and your language are very tied together and so in our language we have these words and these ideas that really literally prevent us from even being able to, you know, being able to see, to speak, to address any of these deep issues that we're seeing, like, come to the, f- come to the fore right now. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, in the class that it's not humans that are necessarily damaging the earth, but the culture. Would you want to talk a little more on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, I, I, when I got into all of this gardening and organic food, you know, like you get your, you're getting yourself into like the environmental world too, the environmental movement. And so in the environmental movement, um, you know, the, the language that's used around climate change, the language that's used around any of the, you know, so-called environmental problems that language is always of uh, so the the language is always about this kind of if you look at the language it's it's basically expressing that there is this inherent uh, like humans are inherently dangerous to the the natural world right yeah um, so what does that you know what does that say and what what are some of those phrases like you hear a lot about reducing your footprint you hear a lot about reducing your carbon emissions you know in terms of climate you there's i I came up with some phrases that we hear like uh you know you got your zero waste you got your net zero you're carbon free you're you know like everything is about reducing your impact Mm -hmm. right reducing your footprint and with the goal being that you should make your footprint zero. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I share this uh, talk that Bill Gates gave, a TED talk, where it was like the, the title is something like The Race to Zero, you know? Oh, okay. So what is that, you know, what are all the assumptions? What's the underlying message behind all of, all of those phrases? The underlying message is you, are, you, are, you have a footprint, Right, mm-hmm. like you have a footprint, and that footprint is negative. Mm-hmm. That footprint is bad, and the only thing, the best thing that you can do, the best 
uh, you know, the best that you can possibly achieve in terms of the environment and nature, and I'm putting quotes around both of those phrases, and, and I don't use those phrases anymore, uh, is the best thing that you can do is make your, you know, make that negative footprint, make that bad footprint disappear. Yeah. You know, make it zero. Um, and I think you see that, like, the impacts of that mindset, the impacts of that cultural view are so apparent right now. And, it, you know, with all this rise in, like, anxiety and depression and, like, mental health issues, like, they're literally stemming from that view, which is saying that the best thing you can... Basically, they're saying, you know, that cultural view says the best thing you can do is kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing you can, like, the best thing for this earth is for you not to be there. Yeah. You know? Um, so, obviously, like, that is a, that's a really dark place for people to be. That's a very dark place for to put people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, you know, my work now has, you know, changed to be about is changing that story uh, to one that is not just more you know hopeful but to me more accurate yeah yeah i love that um i totally agree that i mean like you said before humans have been on this earth for a long time yeah and it's and it's just the culture now that has been actually making more of a negative impact and you mentioned that we should not lessen our impact necessarily, but but a greater impact in a positive way. Yeah. So how do you think we should uh, go about putting like a positive impact? Yeah. So the you know the phrase I've been using or like my slogan right now is increase your footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's just you know right now is a very interesting time because especially right now with the you know with what's happening in the amazon you know we're hearing a lot about oh my god this is like this is a catastrophe which i agree this is a catastrophe uh we have to stop this we have to you know we're hearing all that which is an important thing to hear uh then we're but the part we're missing the part that we're not hearing is what is the history of this place and the history of the amazon is that Amazon is, uh, is was is a garden, you know. It was mm-hmm. a, is a garden that has been tended, cultivated, created by uh, thousands of indigenous tribes, thousands of indigenous cultures that realize that had a, a an amazing way of seeing their relationship with the earth. Mm-hmm. They had an amazing cultural view that allowed them to really like create something that is so you know it's almost like you know if you're if you're uh some if you're grown up in western culture like the idea that people could live in a place and then that create and live in such a way that they create the largest most diverse you know most uh like what i don't know like the most like energy dense one of the most energy dense places on earth that the humans humans could live there and create that through their actions is incomprehensible to the Western cultural view, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's what I'm, you know, what I would want, what I'm trying to get out, what I'm trying to 
get people to see through my work is that we can't we can't heal what needs to be healed by reducing our footprint we can't you know like there's all these 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 forces are already in motion mm-hmm. and we're not gonna help uh, we're not gonna move those forces in another direction by getting out of the way like we have to learn how to care yeah you know and and that's also you know you i think it's a it's a completion of the caring because we have a lot of you know in in the environmental movement you have this uh you have all these people that emotionally care about the earth yeah right yeah the part that they're actually missing which would make their care their care more complete their care more whole is learning how to care for the earth exactly you know mm-hmm. so that's where we're at right now we we all realize that we care now the the trick is to learn how to care uh i know that uh this is something you talked about in the class that one of the things that we could do is actually start like a garden around our homes and stuff like that and that would actually help with global warming and and that uh sort of deal yeah 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 i'm i'm really trying to get people to feel that um you know we people feel right now that climate change or global warming or global weirding or whatever you want to call it it's this kind of big thing in the sky you know and it just mm-hmm. comes down and it shows its face in different parts of the world like throughout the year and okay how and oh my god this this is like overwhelming there's nothing we can do about it like how can we how can we we as individuals um affect this you know big scary thing yeah and what and and the idea again is that like global climate change is this big thing that's coming down to us Mm -hmm. and what i'm the story i'm trying to change that's the story i'm trying to change and what i'm trying to change towards is climate change is a big thing made up of all these little things Mm -hmm. you know and it's not about i don't even care about carbon like i would really like to stop talking about carbon um it is you know that's one piece of it but really like it's distracting from you know what are the little pieces that are what are all the little pieces that are making up climate change yeah some of it is carbon but a lot of it is you know us paving over land all over the world yeah concreting rivers building dams cutting down forests not taking care of soil like literally anywhere you know not caring for soil on almost 90 you know on like 98 percent of the earth no one's caring for the earth like no one knows how to care for the earth so it it doesn't i i would really like to stop stop talking about carbon and fossil fuels and like you know carbon reduction technology is like it for me this is all about care yeah and learn and gardening is a way that you can care right where you are and make an impact right where you are exactly and today you know we're sitting here in diamond bar california it's gonna be probably 90 degrees today but we're sitting under this mulberry tree and this banana tree and this bitter leaf tree and this you know uh, chaya tree and 
we're sitting outside in the sun and it's not hot exactly and that is that is climate change i'm mm-hmm. it's not about i'm not trying to stop climate change i am trying to make the climate change i want the climate right now the climate's already out of balance you mm-hmm. know so gardening is a way that you can make the climate change make the climate change towards balance yeah so i feel like definitely if we you know had more life on earth then the carbon emissions and stuff like that it wouldn't have as near bad of an impact you know i definitely feel like a lot more people should look into gardening around their homes or gardening and sharing these ideologies and the the idea of caring for our earth because the earth is what sustains all of us you know without our earth we wouldn't have anything yeah at all yeah so we should all definitely look not just look into but feel like our earth is suffering i think we all know our earth is suffering yeah i think we we all feel it I think, mm-hmm. and I, I think we all feel it and, and I think part of the change too is and this is something that's changed for me really recently is you know gardening and and I, I try to express this in the class and I'm not sure if I need to make it more clear or not but gardening is not just a practice that happens in the soil and happens with mm-hmm. the you know with trees and plants gardening is something that happens inside of you Mm-hmm. and that's you know like this year I haven't actually been doing a lot of garden you know gardening in plants and soil I've been doing a lot of inner gardening mm-hmm. and what that inner gardening is and is taking you know it's the same like the same principles apply to life in any form and in the garden you know some of the things that will some of the changes some of those cultural views that you can change that will help your your physical your out external outside garden change are you know s- these flips where we're going from seeing things as waste mm-hmm. to seeing things as gifts mm-hmm. you know seeing that the soil even when it looks dead even when it looks degraded even when it looks like nothing could happen in that soil like no you know this is a very common thing right like People come to gardening, my gardening classes and they say, my soil is bad. <laughs> you know, my soil is bad. Mm-hmm. Everything I plant in there dies. I need to get new soil. Right. Yeah. And so what what are you saying? What are you saying? Like you're saying that soil has no value. Yeah. You know, that soil has nothing to offer. That land has nothing to offer. There's no way for this land to be uh, repaired. Like it needs something from the outside. Mm-hmm. And what you know what these kind of shifts will teach you is that that soil has a lot of value yeah it always has value Mm -hmm. whether you've degraded it or whether it's in a more mature state it doesn't matter the value of the soil never changes what changes is your view that the soil has value Mm -hmm. your view that what we call waste is actually a gift and that gift when you combine that gift of you know wood chips and coffee grounds and food scraps and, and when you m- put those gifts into the soil the soil reflects that you've given it gifts exactly right and we do the same thing that we do outside we do it to ourselves we say 
I have no value. We say, I, I am a waste. You know, we say, I have no gifts. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to offer. I can never be repaired. I need someone else to, I need something else or someone else to come in and fix me. I need to buy things to feel better. I am, you know, I am a degraded person. Like, we're constantly telling our t- ourselves these things. Even if, even if we don't, you know, think we are. Like, I never thought that I was someone who didn't value myself. But I realized that I didn't value myself for myself. I valued myself for my accomplishments. I valued myself for the things that, you know, I, the goalposts that I hit that society told me to hit, Mm -hmm. you know? And if I, and the times that I didn't hit those goalposts, I would tell myself these things and I didn't really realize that I was, you know, you'd say, oh, you're, you're not successful. You're, you're, you know, you're a loser. Like you're not, you'll never amount to anything. You tell yourself these things. Mm -hmm. Those are the same things you tell the soil. Yeah. You know, and when you, when you shift that view and you say, no, I actually, I always had value. I will always have value. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, and these things, you know, these things that I am seeing as a waste, these are actually, if I, if I just shift my view, these are my gifts. And I can use these gifts to nurture myself and cultivate, you know, do some of that inner gardening. And then, you know, a, a, a healthy garden is really just in a, the soil's expression of itself. Yeah. You know, the soil is showing its beauty. Mm-hmm. And when you cultivate, when you garden yourself, then you're also you're able to express that you're you're able to express your inner value and your inner yeah. beauty. I definitely agree. Definitely. There was something that um, a mentor had told me like a few days ago mm-hmm. that was happiness comes from knowledge not accomplishments Mm. to go off kind of what you're saying and i think that you know yeah culture puts a lot of these stigmas that we should go to go to high school go to college university and get like some job working for someone else yeah like the goal is always to work for someone to yeah train us to um be a worker and i I personally, I'm not taking that route. I personally, I'm taking the route of going to, I graduated high school and I'm going straight into life coaching. I'm not, you know, I'm skipping the college route because I just feel like I don't need to. And um, I'm happy with that. You know, I think think it's amazing. I'm going into exactly what I know I want to do. But it's like unfortunate that people that would be in similar cases of me might not feel that way. They might feel like, oh, I'm not going to college. I'm a failure. Yeah. My parents are thinking to think I'm a failure. Yeah. Like, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And you know, I, I mean, I've been out. I've graduated high school a long time ago. Um, and the, you know, the friends of mine who have, have continued to hit the goalposts mm-hmm. you know without wondering where those goalposts are coming from and, and who they're serving they're the ones who i i feel are the most they feel the most lost yeah you know because yeah definitely been walking down this path or running down this path for so long that they forgot how they got how they got there what's what are they doing exactly like, you know, they're tired living for somebody else's life yeah 
you know not right. living for their own life what they genuinely love to do yeah and it's really unfortunate and that's something that you know uh, uh I've, I've been realizing this year how, how upset i am at school you know my up my school upbringing and it's something that i found in or when i look back at least on my own life in school and like we weren't really taught a lot of ways to express ourselves and mm-hmm. we were never we weren't taught that expressing yourself has much value yes you know like if you're writing you got to be writing about some you know shakespeare or history mm-hmm. or like you have to be writing a report about some you know scientific accomplishment there was never no one ever said to me write what you feel yeah you know no one ever said to me uh you know go outside and you know, like if you're gonna, oh, if you're gonna move your body, you gotta be playing a sport and competing against someone, or like trying to win a trophy, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one ever said, move your body just to just to express what your body wants to do. You know, yeah. like we're not taught to express ourselves, and then when you you're not taught to express yourself, you're not to, taught to value any your own expression, and you're taught to value, you know, just these like I said, these goalposts, and these competitions, then when you do that for so long, you haven't cu- cultivated, you haven't gardened those uh, ex- those ways of expressing yourself. And mm-hmm. so you get to a point where you're just uh, very, you're lost, and you don't know how to feel what's happening yeah. in your body, what's happening in yourself, and you have no way of expressing it, and you're just, you're very closed up. Um, when I, this is a, the term I use, um, Going to the sound of your soul, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The beat of your drum or the, yeah. you know, your yeah. own rhythm. And I feel like the disconnect from your heart and your soul, and your, you know, all of the above, that is the root of illness. That's the root of disease, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. People, and I do believe, as harsh as this may sound, <laughs> that people that do, that get diseases, it's for a reason. Like, it's meant they got it because there's a lack somewhere mm-hmm. you know and they need to look inwards you know right, right. Yeah. yeah not i wouldn't say there it's not out of a lack you know it's not out of a lack it's it's out it's a it's a disconnect between um you know it's basically just not being able to feel what's going on in yourself. yeah you know there's there's a and this is this is some, so I've been you know I'm 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 uh, particular about my words mm-hmm. you know um, and so like in in our culture even in like the kind of the new age or like whatever you want to call it like that movement uh, you know the yoga movement or the meditation movement or you know the spirituality movement like we always hear about talk we always talk about connection yeah right like oh i need to feel connected i need to feel like uh you know i need to feel that connection or or if you're having a problem you feel disconnected right Mm -hmm. and i think that again is like the wrong language i think it's not that you need to feel connected it needs it it is that you need to feel the reality of your relationships and that the reality of your relationships is not there's no there's not like a a string tying you and me together it's just that we are actually like 
in the same field. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's not like... Uh, it's not a... Um, it's not finding a connection. It's realizing that there is a, con- a unity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, definitely. And it's there's no lack. It's just imbalance or your views of yourself not lining up with Mm -hmm. who you actually are i think when i said like i meant more kind of like an unbalance of self-love yeah you know yeah stuff like that yeah yeah um so let's move on what's your favorite quote and why yeah uh my favorite quote so and i use this a lot in in my teaching um, there's a quote from Albert Einstein and I think there's a few different translations or something or maybe people wrote it down differently but basically says you can't solve a problem or a problem can't be solved with the mindset that created it mm-hmm. and I really really like that because it kind of gets down to the it's getting to those ideas about assumptions mm-hmm. and what you're not seeing what you're not looking at what you're not thinking about what you can't see, what you can't, what you literally can't think about, um, and it's so I, I I use that quote, but I change it because mm-hmm. I you know like you said I like to talk about culture, so I I say my version is a problem can't be solved with the culture that created it. Yeah, and it's going which the and the reason for that change would be that it goes beyond the mind goes beyond beyond thought Mm -hmm. it it goes into all of you know these assumptions like the the way that we feel the world the way that we believe that we are the 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 beliefs we have about our place in the world like all of those things can hide the problem yeah 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 i definitely agree we should share how we feel we should talk more we should spread awareness Mm -hmm. because um i say this often but i feel that a lot of people are suffering in silence a lot of people many more than we would ever know because they're suffering in silence the majority of people i would say (laughs) in our culture i mean they say i think it's like 80 percent of people don't even like their jobs and that's really unfortunate because that's something that you do every single day yeah well, almost every single day. Yeah, so yeah. I think speaking out, talking about things, I feel like the only way that we can ever make a change is if we actually... Change needs us, and we need change, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about these things. We need... Vulnerability is power. Yeah. And we need to talk. We need to be vulnerable. We need to share. Yeah. That's the only way change is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. Uh, yeah, we we can't be the we can't be hiding, you know. We can't yeah. be hiding. We can't be. That's I think that and that all comes it all comes back to these same cultural things like, you know that, oh if you're you know if you're feeling like this then don't say anything because then people like, you'll say this to yourself right like, oh like if I tell anyone about this they'll think something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell anyone about this, then they'll think, they'll think I'm dumb. If they'll think I'm, you know, like I'm crazy. Like I should just, yeah. just keep it in. Don't tell anyone. You know, like I'll figure it out myself. 
uh, and th that's all coming from that view of you know you don't have value that uh, you people don't appreciate you you know people won't be accepting of you um, and also that you know that last piece about I can handle it myself mm -hmm. is the view that you are separate from everyone else yeah right and that you c the that you could handle it within yourself that you can only ha like you have to s yourself is not who you you know yourself is not confined to what you call your body like yourself is ev is everyone so mm -hmm. you literally can't address it without sharing it and yeah. talking about it and i think that's a good point to bring up that we are we are not separate from everyone else and in a w broader sense that there's like a chain of life the web of life yeah you know we're all connected we breathe the oxygen the plants make oxygen we give them the materials to make it and the plants the weather the ocean the water the sun the air everything is in a flow yeah you know and so we are all literally like the yin yang, mm -hmm. you know, it's all in a balance. It's all in a flow. We are not separate from those across the world. We're not separate from our neighbors. We're all one. Yeah. And I like to view, so it's kind of funny. Well, I mean, well, it was funny to me when I was younger. My dad, when anyone would ask him, um, what race are you? He would say, I'm an earthling. <laughs> <laughs> and at first I didn't get it when I was younger. I was just like, dad, really? Like, that's kind of <laughs> weird. But now that I grow up more, I know that my dad is like really wise for that mm. because we are all just earthlings. Yeah. doesn't matter if your skin is white, tan, or, you know, darker or red or orange or blue. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. We are just souls and we're here on this earth. And we all have a purpose. Yeah. And we're here for something. Yeah. We're all connected. We're connected with the trees, the animals, the water, the air, every element, the fire. So. The, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to go back to the words here again. But, like, I like when you, if you read about, like, uh, indigenous cultures, the word that they use a lot is woven. Mm. You know, it's not like a, there's not like a, a thin thread coming you know connecting yeah. us together it's it's a weaving that we're all part of the same fabric i love that mm -hmm. um yeah and it's so it, it really that's what I, i'm trying to s get people to understand like it goes beyond the it goes beyond connection it's it is a unity uh it's a inter you know the another word is i've heard is interbeing um hmm. Can you explain that word a little more? Interbeing, like, uh, you know, that my being and your being are not separate, that they're, oh, okay. you know, they're overlapped, mm -hmm. or they're, you know. I, I, I kind of, I, I had this thought actually many, many years ago, you know, and it kind of helped me conceptualize this, you know. You know, just like imagine a paper and there's an infinite number of dots on it, mm -hmm. right? So if you draw a circle around the dots, inside that circle there's still an infinite number of dots mm -hmm. you know so it's like the world is is this kind of this unlimited thing you know yeah and and we draw a circle around ourselves but we're still also unlimited 
and we're still like those dot you know those points are still all there within us mm-hmm. is there any question that you wish I would have asked but I didn't get around to it um, I think I, I just want I want to talk a little bit more about like these stories that we have of, of separation okay um, because I think those are for me the most important things to address and and also just some of the ways that we that we conceptualize the world like I've been kind of in- interested recently uh, in just some of the language that we the difference between the language that we use mm-hmm. and that feels right to use and our the way that we think about the world right so and I find it's actually really interesting to compare the way that uh, the way that black Americans speak English and the way that white Americans speak English because you have and you've had all these phrases kind of come into the general use from black Americans because they are more accurate than the way that you know white Americans have have, have speak so you know like I really like this yeah I really like the phrase that everyone's using now like I feel you you know, you, ex- I, you express something to me and I don't say, I hear you. You say, I feel you. Yeah. I literally feel what you're expressing. Like, it goes beyond the words. I'm not just mm-hmm. listening to the words. I'm literally feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. You know, and now we talk about like, oh, I went in that place and, oh, they had a good vibe. You know, like. Yeah. And uh, I was vibing with that person. Like, you can... I feel that, you know, it's all, it's, it's a much more feeling centered language. Mm -hmm. And now I think people are, people are using that language more because, and it's not because, not necessarily, it might be something to do with because it's cool or whatever, but I think it, it is actually more accurate. You know, it reflects what we're trying to say in a deeper way. So... But at the same time, you'll say, I, you know, you say, I feel you. Mm-hmm. But then if I ask you, do you actually feel what the other person is feeling? Then most people would say no, right? Because their mind is, their thoughts are saying, no, I don't actually feel them. I'm just saying that because it sounds right. And that's what I want to switch. Like, I, I think you, you know, in this view of interbeing, like, I am actually feeling you. Yeah. You know, I'm literally feeling what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And you've you've opened yourself. You expressed it to 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 me in a way that I feel exactly what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that um, that idea of empathy and not sympathy. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think that's really important. Um, I feel like if we could kind exactly. of listen, <laughs> listen to what like fully listen our ears and not our mouths and listen to what someone else is saying Uh, not only just someone else but the plants the animals the earth and empathize with it we would take a lot more action to actually you know take part in healing it yeah yeah there's an openness you know once once you start to feel that oh i'm i'm not closed you know like i'm not a i'm not a person with borders I am a person with boundaries, right? And mm-hmm. I can kind of reach out of those boundaries when I need to 
and literally feel what's you know feel the other person that's next to me feel the tree that's next to me like when I can reach out to those things and I know that I need to do that for my own health and for our mutual health like then you be you, that openness comes and you start to feel that you know that that weaving or that yeah. you know you, you feel that weave definitely much more strongly and and then you get you know the feelings that you get you get all these like amazing feelings that you have been missing out on you know by being closed off I definitely agree is there any last messages um, that you would like to share to anyone listening um, last messages I would say you know I'm gonna repeat my my personal slogan right now which is increase your footprint I should say it better I say increase your footprint <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I'm what I mean by that is you know you you are you are walking here you're on this earth you're 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 walking and you're moving and you're you're playing or you're having a role and you're making an impact mm-hmm. and learn be open to be aware of that you can have an impact you can make that impact one of care mm-hmm. one of love one of growth um, and that's not you know not just in terms of the soil and the trees and uh, you know and the rivers and the lakes like increase your imp- your f- your footprint of love and care for yourself too yeah and realize that those are not separate things that by you know by caring for yourself you are caring for the earth and by caring for the earth you are caring for yourself and don't be so focused on you know like if you're not at a point where you can go out and plant a forest like that's fine work on gardening yourself Mm-hmm. work on that inner gardening until you feel that strength to go out and plant you know plant a hundred trees like mm-hmm. uh, what do you think are the best what a few of the great uh tips for someone who might need to um do a little bit of inner gardening but what kind of tips would you like to give to someone i would say one and i know i just said don't go out and plant trees but i also want to say like being in a garden will help you see what's going on inside of you outside mm-hmm. you know, and, and it will reflect back to you what's going on so being in a garden not necessarily like starting a huge project or getting on some you know starting something very ambitious but helping someone out in a garden or just going out into the forest like uh, being there will help you reflect and see what's hap- actually happening within you um, and then you know the other thing is just to I would say um, practice expressing yourself okay and it's not gonna come uh, it's not gonna come easily especially if that's mm-hmm. not something you've done you know in a long time I, and also don't be like Oh, I don't know how to express myself because, you know, as kids, everyone, we all knew how to express ourselves. There was something that was, you know, we unlearned, we were forced to step away from. So it, it is there. It's just going to take t- 
time to come back to and see what practice of expression you can find that sits well with you. Yeah, definitely. So for me, that's been, uh, it's been journaling. Um, it's been like, I don't, I don't know if I call it dance or if it's like, you know, body movement. Um, it's been writing about my own experience, sharing yeah. my experience with my friends. Uh, and then, like you said, like being vulnerable and being open and being open to the idea that other people will accept what's happened, what's happened to you, accept who you, where you are right now and actually be willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those that people, people who might want to help you. Yeah. And that people might want to help you. Yeah. And those people that don't, you know, who react to you negatively, that's a really good indication that that person is not a health, you know, like a in healthy person to have in your life right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's also valuable to add that maybe, um, I mean, having nobody is better than having, not necessarily nobody, but having yourself mm-hmm. only is better than having toxic, toxic people, right. you know, right. sitting, sitting with yourself being really honest with yourself really really honest about what you are good at what you aren't good at what makes you feel good what makes you not feel good Mm -hmm. who's being a good influence who's not being a good influence do you like your life are you happy Mm -hmm. you know really being brutally honest with yourself and looking inward you know is a great place to start this inner gardening yeah i love the term inner gardening because as an outdoor garden in soil you plant seeds the seeds grow and eventually you have a beautiful garden same with inner gardening you plant seeds you start somewhere yeah and it grows and it grows and it grows so i think something that people um should be reminded of is that everything great takes time everything great takes time and that that will happen with inner gardening and outdoor outer gardening you have to work on it it's something that isn't going to happen overnight it doesn't matter necessarily if i mean i've been suicidal i know i think you've mentioned you've been suicidal from that place to a place where now we're happy you know like everyone can start somewhere and there's no better time to start pursuing abundance, health, and happiness than now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta gotta start somewhere. And you know, if you can't, if you if you really are surrounded by toxic people, then don't forget that the trees are also people, and they'll listen to you. Yeah. And start. Yeah, start somewhere. And and I've been thinking about this too in terms of the garden, uh, because we've, you know, for a long time I've focused on. You know, like, oh, you should start with the soil, you know, and then do this and then do that. But, you know, life is not linear like that. Like mm-hmm. It's all a cycle. So if you want to start with, you know, when I'm talking about the out- outdoor garden, like you want to start with the soil or you want to start with the trees or you want to start with the water. Like it doesn't matter. They're all feeding into each other. Yeah. And same with the inside. Like wherever you start, you're, that's wherever you're nourishing yourself is great like mm-hmm. you just all you need to do is nourish yourself in whatever you know start nourishing yourself in whatever way 
you can and and that might be uh even just focusing on like what you understand what you understand right now might be the physical body right and it might be okay i'm gonna really take time and like feed myself well yeah you know or i'm gonna take time and i'm gonna go on walks daily like just do anything that is nourishing yourself Mm -hmm. because you take care of your you know take care of your gut you're going to take care of your emotions it's going to bring stuff up you start taking care of your emotions you're going to start taking care of your gut it doesn't matter where you start it just matters that you start exactly and i also want to bring up something that we talked about before about you aren't separate from the garden but you're part of the garden yeah 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 absolutely yeah you i've started to, to view it you know like uh i've been trying to think about what's the what's, what's the right framework to to view ourselves you know and it's like you have you know you have the atoms that make up the molecules you have the molecules that make up the cells you have the cells that make up the organs you have the organs that make up your body and then we are that next level we are the you know the organs of the earth you know mm-hmm. we are the cells of the earth so you're you know i use i've been using this term now earth body like this is not it's this is our body as well like you know the cell your the cell in your liver doesn't say like oh i am the liver and i'm not the body you know like yeah it's we're all just it's all just bodies different bodies yeah so this is this is our body and i think if we're open to it and we cultivate that practice we can start to actually feel this earth body we can start to feel the earth body like we feel our fingers Mm -hmm. like we feel our hands and I think culturally we're just close to that so we don't get that yeah well thank you so much you know for taking the time to share these ideologies I really hope that uh, I know I know that they'll help others thank yeah you. thank you for having me and yeah. uh, if anyone wants to follow along with uh, with me and my work uh, you can find me at farmerishi.com or on Instagram, Farmer Rishi. Just type in Farmer Rishi anywhere, and <laughs> you'll, you'll. And that's Rishi R I S H I. Yeah, yeah, you'll find me somewhere. So, okay. Uh, and I do have a class coming up, which the same class he took, the regenerative mm-hmm. gardening class, uh, starting September 18th. And if you are listening to this years from now, just <laughs> figure out what's what I'm doing and <laughs> connect with me. Well, I. 100% recommend the class and go check out Farmer Rishi's stuff. I think you'll be pleasantly amused. <laughs> I, yeah, and um, I really hope that this helps you out there. And so thank you so much for coming on and listening, and thank you so much, Rishi. Thank you, Kaylin. What does the universe mean to me? Uh, the universe means change means constant change and it also means wonder it means seeing the miracle of everything and it means uh, being open being open to whatever happens and being open to learning and and knowing that your learning and your growth and your change is never over it's just a continuous process uh, where we can always 
we can always find that wonder.